This is the University of Georgia Griffin News, brought to you over WKU AM 1450, 102.3 FM, The Rock 88.9 FM, and stream live on WKURadio.com. This program is to update our listeners on the many and exciting things at the University of Georgia Griffin with Dr. Lou Honeycutt and his guests. The program is made possible by Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farms and Murray and Company Realtors. And now today's program with Dr. Lou Honeycutt. Well, good morning, Griffin, Spalding County and the surrounding area, and I would say Pike County today because we got a great program here that involves a little thing about Pike County. But um, I am Lou Honeycutt. I have the privilege of being the assistant provost and the director of the Griffin campus and coming up almost on my three-year anniversary, which is hard to believe. But we got a great show for you today, um, as we do every week. But we're going to talk today about Pike County High School, and you might think that's kind of strange for us to talk about that with the Griffin Campus News, but we have a great connection with them. And joining me today is someone from my team, which is Beatrice well, so they're all from my team. So That's right. This, this is a good thing. <laughs> uh-huh. but, but from my Griffin campus team, Beatrice Cunningham, who's project manager and STEM coordinator for the University of Georgia Griffin. We've got James Stanford, who is the assistant principal Pike County High School. And Greg Waits, who's agriculture teacher, lead STEM instructor, and probably 14 more titles, because you're an ag <laughs> teacher, so everybody's got 14 That's more exactly titles. It. For Pike County High School. So first off, welcome to everybody. We're glad y'all are here. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. And what we do at the start of every show, which I didn't tell y'all about this, Beatrice knows beforehand, we just need to hear your life story because I want to humanize everyone. So we'll start with Beatrice, <laughs> and I just need to know from birth until this seat, how did you get it, How'd you get here today? That goes a long ways back. It does. <laughs> well, oh, I shouldn't say that. From no, birth. it doesn't go very long. It doesn't go very long for you. Uh, so I am a Macon native. Uh, I grew up in Macon, attended high school in Macon. And I thought at that time that was a small town, small school. Uh, so I quickly left after I graduated from high school and went to the big city of Atlanta. Whew. And I stayed up there for about 15 years. Uh, I graduated from Georgia Tech. Go go Yellow Jackets. Uh, and go oh, Dogs. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, okay. No, no. But seriously, I went to Tech. And then after that, I went into the work industry. While I was in school, I did work part-time to try to put myself through college. And when I graduated, I went on and worked full-time at an attorney's office. Um, I did that for about seven years and then made my way to the University of Georgia. And I've been here for about 11 years. And it's been a pleasure being here every minute, every minute of this journey. I love what I do here at the University of Georgia. That's that's great, especially after you said the Georgia Tech thing. So that's great that you added that other stuff back in. But um, and then we're going to talk more about this. But you you're a big part of what we're going to talk about today because you started the conversations with these guys about the a STEM program on campus. So we'll come, we're going to come back to that. That but, sounds good. Okay, James. Tell, again, you're, we need your life story from start. Um, not to, I was going to say start to finish. We don't want you to finish <laughs> it. Here. Yeah, let's, let's let's postpone that for a little <laughs> while. Uh, my name is James Stanford. I'm uh, from Jonesboro, Georgia, just a little bit north of here. And I went to school in Clayton County where my mother and father were educators. And actually, my grandfather was also. And when I finished up at Jonesboro, the one thing they told me, actually two things. One, you're going to UGA, which I already already knew that, third-generation bulldog. And number two, you're not going to be a teacher. Well, (laughs) both those held true for a little while. I did finish at UGA. But uh, when I graduated, I went to work for the school system just sort of as a part-time job working with their maintenance department. And I uh, was fortunate enough to be offered a math position. My undergrad's in business management, but at the time, there was a teacher shortage, and um, you could teach for three years as long as you had a, a degree. So I did that, but 
I uh, really fell in love with it and taught at Jonesboro High School and then Lovejoy High School and then came to Pike County. Um, and Pike County is a, a great place to be. Uh, it's really a family atmosphere. And one of the neat things about Pike County is our career tech program is just really, really strong. Um, we sort of get in where we fit in uh, with ag. It's a big uh, part of our local industry. And um, I was fortunate enough to be named CTA director and assistant principal uh, a few years ago, and our ag program has just grown and grown and grown since then. Uh, when I took over as CTA director, we had one ag teacher, mm -hmm. and uh, it has really, really grown. We have four at the high school now. In fact, we were named the largest FFA in the state last year with over wow. 450 That's members. That's awesome. And when you think about us being a 3A high school in the terms of uh, sports, you know, it goes from 1A to 7A. For a high school that's middle of the pack in the, in the population for the state to be the biggest FFA, we're really proud of that. That's incredible. No, that's awesome. So uh, that's, that's my professional side uh, story sort of in a nutshell. That's great. No, I love it. Okay, Greg, you're a lot of pressure. These, these two have been really good. I know. Tell me about it. Um, <laughs> I grew up in Gwinnett County up in Swanee uh, back when it was about like Pike County is now <laughs> before all uh, the everything that's moved in up sure. there. So um, graduated from North Gwinnett High School, went to Georgia Southern to start with, and then transferred to UGA and finished out there. My mom and dad at the time tried to talk me into going in and being a teacher. Said, why don't you go in and be a teacher? You can coach sports, all that kind of good stuff. I was like, no, no, I want to do, you know, science. I want to do some research, that kind of stuff. Well, ended up going and working for a computer refurb place for a while, a engineering company for a while, sold hardwood floors and carpets for a while. Then, <laughs> <laughs> then I met my wife, and she was on this side of town, so she grew up in Fayetteville. So I applied and actually got in uh, a job over here at the USDA working with Dr. Bob Jared. Sure. So I worked there for a little while. They do, you know, they have two contracts. They either have one that's, you know, live forever kind of thing or, you know, a t uh, what they call a term one. Well, I ended up getting one of the term ones. Um, so during that time, during those two and three years, I talked to some folks and, and one of my friends, his daughter called me and said, Hey, can you tell me some examples and the differences between a monocot and a dicot? And I was like, sure. You know, so I started telling her about what's in the yard and all the other, and then that kind of hit the bug again. So I called up the UGA and I was like, okay, what do I need to do to go and be an ag teacher? So I went through the program, went there. Uh, first year I taught, I taught up in Dallas, Georgia, and I was living in Hampton at the time, so I was driving 52 Ooh. miles one way. Oh, my gosh. The gentleman that was at Jonesboro High School, David Brown, retired. So I went to Jonesboro and taught there for two years, and then Miss Bottoms, who was the person that started the program in Pike, decided she was going to go home and help her husband and, and raise the girls and do all that, so I applied, and got down here and this is your number 13 teaching oh that's mm -hmm. awesome that's, oh, see, that's a great story that's why i like doing this it gets people it gets humanizes everybody because especially with uh, a lot of the people on the griffin campus for some reason it's thought that we can't speak to people and or just from the outside <laughs> world what well, makes it know that we're just people like everybody else that's so, right that's great. Fans don't speak to me <laughs> <laughs> i got two georgia tech grads and two uga grads and a crazy texan all in one room that's kind of a scary combination but uh, greg and i missed each other at jonesboro about a year or two, a year. I think, as far as wow. teaching. But oh, wow. 
the strange connection was he replaced David Brown, and David Brown was my ag teacher in high school. So uh, that was that was pretty neat. Everything's connected. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Well, well, Beatrice, let's start to talk about the the, the how this all began. How while we're sitting here today with the Pike County STEM intern program, but so if you want to just kind of give us a history, then I want to move into James talking about Pike County High School because I'm I'm a fan of all the high schools around our area, but I'm telling you, y'all's is getting a lot of attention, and I love that. So I want to talk more about that. And then, Greg, I want to talk more about the entire ag program, too, as we do that. Well, let's start with what the connection is to us, which is sure. Pike County STEM. Sure. So this started around 2015, and it was the vision of Pike County High School. They brought the vision to the University of Georgia. So it's thanks to them and their administrators to, for even coming up with this idea to connect their university, their campus with our campus. Um, and my understanding is that it started because of the close ties between the proximity of the campuses as well as our ties to agriculture Mm -hmm. because that was one of the major focuses of the Pike County STEM Academy. So uh, they've been, we've been doing this for three years now. Uh, This is our third cohort of students and they have the best students out there, I'm I'm telling you. (laughs) So we are so pleased because this is a mutually beneficial relationship because we get a chance to get engaged with some of the best students at Pike County High School and potentially recruit those students mm-hmm. to the University of Georgia. Absolutely. So it's a win-win situation all the way around. And what, so in the, in the, the process, I remember the first meeting that y'all came to my office about, and, it, um, and I listened, and I, I didn't say anything for a while, and I think it was you, James, finally, someone said, so do you think y'all are in? I'm like, are we in? <laughs> We're in forever. This is, this is a great thing. I mean, just listening to it first, but then I had the, the privilege of meeting the kids every year, and I'm telling you, that first set and, and the set since have just been incredible. So, Beatrice, what in a in a what is what does the program do? I mean, what, why are they on campus? So they're on campus to be mentored by research scientists. So all of the students are paired with a research scientist, and they complete an internship. So these students are here during the whole academic school year. So uh, spring fall semester as well as spring semester, they report to campus about nine hours per week. And they work, like I said, directly with a research scientist on a research project. And then at the end of the internship, uh, they do a final presentation and report all the, the stuff that they've learned during that semester. So, uh, again, it's a great program. And even the students get a chance to get academic credit for participating in this program. So it's not a paid internship, but they're getting the benefits of receiving gifted academic credit for taking this internship. And that, that's one of the many incredible things, and we'll talk in a minute about um, the pressure on the new cohort because some of the students in the first cohort did some incredible things that are now being marketed in the states or, exactly or even farther right. in the states. So we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. So thank you very much for that. James, let's talk about Pike County High, the STEM program, whatever you're going to do. Just give us kind of a synopsis of Pike County High School. Sure. Um, we um, had a SPLOST, uh, East SPLOST, about six years ago in the county, and uh, Dr. Duncan, our superintendent, he came to me and said, uh, a component of this SPLOST we want to set aside to really boost our career tech programs. And so uh, through some discussions with him, um, there were several factors that went into um, choosing ag is what we were going to uh, sort of make this push with. Part of it was Greg. Uh, he's one of our strongest teachers, been a teacher of the year for the uh, school in the county. And uh, part of it was where we are geographically. As Beatrice said, we are very close to the University of Georgia. Well, as far as Pike County goes, we're very close. Sure, sure. We're 15 <laughs> miles from anything. But um, ag's a big part of our county. And... Um, when we made the decision to to focus on ag, we knew we wanted to start a STEM program. And as we looked more and more into it, um, 
I don't see any other discipline that's more STEM focused than ag. I agree. If you look at how technology and engineering and the science that goes behind you know, increasing yields, getting um, material to market sooner, making things safer, it's just ag and STEM are the same thing in my mind, uh, just focused on something that everybody is impacted by. That's another reason we chose ag. Um, it's sometimes hard to relate uh, subject matter to students, but every student I've ever taught eats. So um, <laughs> exactly. it's pretty easy to relate ag. Uh, and when we started, we were hoping uh, that we would be able to do some campus visits and maybe have guest lecturers and things like that. And um, as we kept brainstorming and reached out to the university, um, we had the idea to what if we could go beyond that and place these kids in a situation that we can't offer on our campus. I mean, we have great instructors, and we do everything we can to offer the best education we can, but we're not the University of Georgia, and sure. we don't have research grants, and we don't have uh, you know, outside entities coming in and saying, hey, help us solve this problem. And that's our, our main goal with STEM, is we want to be creative problem solvers, and that's really our goal as a system. Uh, STEM is sort of the spear point for that, to pierce that, uh, that hide, to make every kid understand that it's not just uh, knowing things is knowing what to do with things and uh, sort of an un- unintended thing we found with STEM is our most academic students they can often come up with a solution to a problem but a lot of them didn't realize between the problem and the solution there's a lot of sweat equity that goes on <laughs> and so uh, we sometimes have fun with the kids letting them put their solution into into uh, place and they say you mean I have to dig a hole I'm like, yeah <laughs> uh, somebody does and you're holding the shovel so uh, it's fun to do that but um, we're really proud of the, the STEM program as a whole, but these STEM interns, they're really the cream of the crop. Uh, we open that up uh, for applications. It's a competitive application process. Uh, students start spring semester of their junior year. Okay. There are some guidelines as far as GPA and uh, some academic abilities, but um, the kids who are in this program at the university, they are the best of the best in Pike County. And it's really, I think, helped both us and the university. Prior to the STEM internship program, we would have one student, maybe two students a year go to the University of Georgia uh, through that first cohort that year. I don't know if it was name recognition or the understanding that, hey, we really can go to a big-time university. We had 11 students that year. That's awesome. So it has really, really grown. Uh, We're really proud of all those STEM students, but especially the STEM interns. The first group, uh, I believe there were seven, Greg, is that right? Seven. Uh, Five of those went to UGA. I think. Is that correct? Uh, one, two, one went to Emory, one went to Central? Three went to UGA, one went to Tech, one okay. went to South Florida, one went to Emory. Okay, and then the second group was a big group went to Georgia again, but um, they know the students, not, not just that they have the ability to do something great as a high school student, they know it's going to separate them from the pack right. when they go to apply to a university. Uh, there's very few programs that I know of in the state or even in the country where a high school student is going to do side-by-side work with a research professor that's really not offered sometimes to even graduate-level exactly. students. So, exactly. Uh, we're proud of them. Uh, sometimes they come back and I ask them how their day was, and they say, well, I washed beakers for an hour. I'm like, well, you know, they got to be clean, so it. uh, it's part of it. And I, sometimes I'll tell them jobs I do that they don't believe I do. Um, so we Absolutely. have a little conversation about that. But um, they – they work hard. They get a lot out of it, and uh, we're just really proud of it. It's one of the best things I've done in education is to try to help this process uh, come to fruition. And um, every time I go to see their presentations at the end of each semester, they blow me away. Oh, I was it's just going to say, you know, the first year, when, and I, I get to go to those too, and the first year, every, anyone does, they're open, but honest, I usually ask 400 questions and write things down and all that. And we got to the end, and I realized I had not written anything down, and I said to everyone there, I need to tell you all something. 
y'all truly this was like master's defenses they mm -hmm. blew tr completely blew me away i didn't have questions to ask so it's amazing they've been um given credit in peer-reviewed published research Absolutely. which is just astounding on an academic level as you said they've created products there's a um sort of a farm to table i guess you'd call chocolate milk product that's for sale now in the state uh, it even won some awards at uh, i believe the competition was called taste of georgia where homegrown uh, georgia products were evaluated but it's a uh, it's just really gone so far beyond our dreams, but we want to keep pushing it. You know, I'm a big believer in things are getting better, they're getting worse, they're never staying the same, and we're just doing what we can to make them better. It's uh, It's been great. Well, thank you. And just going back to the two students, and we could talk about any of them, but the two students that worked, Nikki and Courtney, that worked on the, the first-year cohort worked on with Dr. Kirk Healy, who, among other things, invented Dove Dark Chocolate, as we all know. Mm -hmm. but as he would say, his team did. He, he's very humble, but I always say he did. But anyway, they worked with him on this chocolate milk product, and it was not just chocolate milk. Because I, when I tell people, I'm like, chocolate milk, I'm like, oh, I don't even like chocolate, and I like it. It was more of a gourmet kind of milkshake-y mm -hmm. chocolate milk with some spice in it. But the cool thing is, it led to a lot of things for them, but but as a high school student in, in rural Pike County, Georgia, these kids have been responsible for a product now that, that is being sold to the mm -hmm. country or at least to the to the state that's that's impressive and the ones that have ended up on peer-reviewed journals where else do you get to do that in, as a high school kid so it's awesome for that and then just to further talk about the first cohort because nikki was the one we opened a building during that time mm -hmm. and it, it truly shocked all of us because we want a student speaker or the president wants student speakers at every event the university of georgia student speakers mm -hmm maybe grad students maybe whoever when Nikki's name and Nikki's name was thrown out very early I'm sure from Beatrice I'm, I can't remember who but um, and I in my mind I thought there is a snowball's chance and you know where that this will happen <laughs> they immediately well you know uh, uh, Georgia Tech <laughs> um, they came back almost immediately and chose Nikki Dodson to be the speaker at the food pick dedication it blew us away she did such an incredible job. It was an inspiration to all of us. And, it, and I met her parents. I knew, I'd know, I'd met her, her dad at Rotary before, but I went over to him and said in the, the, the pre-show kind of thing, do you kind of get what's going on here? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, this, this is unheard of that a high school student would be the, the speaker. And Nikki blew it blew it out of the water. She just did incredible. Again, which goes back to Pike County High School and and what you're doing, and her parents and all kinds of things that go into that takes a takes a village, right? Yep. Um, so anyway, that I hate to segue off there, but that had to that be put out. Greg, let's talk about the program you have, the STEM program. What? what first off, y'all are y'all have just recently become STEM certified, correct? That's correct. So let's talk about that and then your program. All right, so we are now the 14th high school to get STEM certified in the state of Georgia. Awesome. And we are the first one that's been agriculture-based. Awesome. So that's all incredible. the other ones have been engineering and other stuff. Ours is the first time with an agriculture base. Um, so it's a process we've been in for a long five time. Five years. <laughs> seems like, you know, it, it takes a while to get yeah, everything all together. They don't just together. give that away. No, they don't. No, they don't. So, you know, they came, they did their pre-visits and said yep everything's pretty good you might want to do this this and then they came and actually did the visit and we're kind of amazed because like you said with Nikki you know they're used to having a big list of things the only thing they could come up with is well you might want to look at farm to table you know that, that was about all they could come up with so you know it was really pretty solid as far as our, our STEM certification but we've got some awesome teachers and with that you know, we've got these cohorts that are together 
which, you know, at the senior years when they end up coming to uh, getting the opportunity to come to UGA. Sure. But as far as from ninth grade, they take a basic ag, a biology, and for those kids, they're in accelerated math, so they're in geometry. Wow. And, that and we made sure to get all the teachers that are serving these kids gifted certified. So as far as I know, Greg is the only gifted certified ag teacher in the state. That's awesome. <laughs> We've always known you're gifted, Greg. It's <laughs> awesome to know it's official. Well, but there's all tar- parts of gifted there. <laughs> you know, there are. My parents used to tell me I was gifted, but I think they meant the other way. That's yeah. exactly it. <laughs> so then in their 10th grade year, they take horticulture with me. Um, then they take chemistry and they take algebra 2. Mm-hmm. Then in their 11th grade year, we do landscape design, um, and then we have, they do AP Bio, and also they do their pre-cal. So then senior year, if they want to do AP Calculus or any other stuff, they can. But the good part is, is all three of us in that grade level all work together. Okay. So that's kind of where the STEM component comes in of, you know, you always have those kids who ask, well, all right, I've learned this in math. When am I ever going to use it? Well, right. here you go. Here's how you're going to use it. And that's the beauty of the STEM th- program is that we take those the biologies or the sciences, the agriculture and the math, and we show the kids how all those things come together to have that end product or to, to have that problem solved in the end that we're trying to do. I mean, a lot of the things are pretty much all the things we try and do are here's a real world problem. Mm-hmm. How do you go about solving it? Well, it's not just going to be science. It's not just going to be ag. It's not just going to be math. It's going to take all those. And then now what we've done with our ninth graders this year is we've added in English. Uh, Because always up until this point, as far as high school, they had to teach MLA. Well, as soon as you get to college, MLA is gone. Sure. you got APA. So we're bringing in the English teachers to help convert over to that APA so that those kids have that. And to be able to have that English component in there as well, because we all have to communicate in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Whether that's, you know, talking, in fact, that's what's lacking in a lot of programs around the nation now is that, that piece. So this year we've put those four together uh, for all of our ninth graders. And it seems to be, you know, we're only a few weeks in, but, you know, it seems to have already kind of kick that end of it up a notch a little bit just because now those kids understand, oh, we're going to have all these things together all this is going to integrate together, and now we're going to be able to use all this stuff and have some real-world problems that we got to f- try and figure out and solve. Sure. Oh, I think it's great that y'all work together, and that, that sometimes that's words that don't fit together a lot of times with yep. you know, and territories you and all kinds of things. But the good part is, is with the teachers that we have, we that's one of the things you've got to be flexible. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have this is the way I've done it forever, and this is the way we're going to continue to do <laughs> right. it. It, yeah. it ain't going to work with STEM. Right. You've got to be flexible. You've got to be willing to try new things, adapt, you know, let's try this, let's try that. Or, you know, like like when we first started this, math teacher, she was she was sitting out there, and they were putting in a sprinkler system in her house. And she was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this. Yeah. So that's when we integrated that in and, and laid out a – an uh, an irrigation thing and then they had to do the math for Mm -hmm. it and understand how all that works the pressures that you got to have flow rates rates, how much it's covering you know all that kind of stuff and she was like you know she knows the math backwards and forwards but really didn't understand some of the applications so when she saw that and then since we started all the stem all those things are marrying up so that Mm -hmm. a lot of those folks are seeing all those different parts and understanding where we're going to put these things together 
No, I think that's great. I mean, that's a, it's an incredible story, and I really applaud that y'all, the school system, is looking at CTE, career and technical ed, as much as anything else. Because, you know, I'm a horrible university administrator because I don't think everybody needs to be at University of Georgia. I think if you want to be a bricklayer or a nurse or whatever, you, that's what you need to go do. And we've got great technical schools in the in the state and certainly in this town mm-hmm. um, to do that. So I applaud that y'all are – sometimes those are the kids that get kind of left behind, certainly in bigger schools. They, they're the kind of the – they put them where they need to put them to get them – I, it's great that y'all have kind of embraced that and said. And then I want to make one other thing really clear to the people listening. They didn't treat Pike County any differently to STEM certify y'all than they did a, a school in Gwinnett County or something else. Oh, no, sir. Mm-hmm. Which makes it even more impressive to me that a very rural, you know, we're, my campus is in the perfect position. You turn north when metro Atlanta, you turn south when rural Georgia, mm-hmm. and Pike County is right below us. So the, the, it makes it even more impressive to me what y'all accomplished with not being in metro regions. Right. So there's no differences in how you're treated. Absolutely not. Yeah. The, and when we first looked in the STEM certification process, um, and we, we spoke on this at conferences, uh, we thought we knew what we were doing. And then um, <laughs> I went and visited some schools that really knew what they were doing. Uh, the Rockdale STEM Academy is unbelievable. Oh, wow. okay. um, and the only thing I can compare it to is if you've never – if you played basketball outside your house – and you'd never seen pro basketball, that's sort of what it was. We, we thought we knew okay. how to play basketball, and then I went and saw the All-Star game. But uh, <laughs> we had a lot of growth, and um, as Greg said, when we finally uh, got STEM certification, we did it you know, first try, but we got ourselves in a position where we knew we were doing it right. Sure. And um, I can't say enough about going and trying to learn from other people. Um, there's other, we don't do it the same way anybody else does it, but we went and saw what they did well, and sure. we found what we did well. Um, and to speak to your point about focus on career tech, one of the greatest benefits of, of this program and the UGA component has been a tremendous uh, part of that is we've taken the stigma away from career tech in Absolutely. Pike County. Uh, no student thinks twice about signing up for what they're interested in now. Um, AG had been a great program before we injected STEM into it, but once we did, you know, they saw those kids with the 4.0s, Absolutely. you know, digging a hole and, and joining FFA and uh, starting to be really successful in FFA competitions. And then... As I said, the stigma's gone. Right. I mean, we're we're growing, biggest FFA in the state, and um, it's been great. That's incredible. Repeat that, biggest FFA in the state. That's right. At over 450 members, and um, and y'all are up. Aren't y'all up for a national award now? Or yeah, Greg, I'll let you speak okay, to Greg, that. Talk, yeah. speak All to right. That. Um, we actually were honored with a, a phone call and email um, that we were one of the ten finalists for a Models of Excellence. Ooh. And what that is is there's they only choose ten for the entire U.S. Wow! And we have part of our normal things that we do is we fill out basically it's our what we've done for the year. It's our program of of activities that we did, but they call it a national chapter application. Okay. So we send those in. They they rank those um, and from the state on. So at the state level, it's a you know gold. So they send it on to nationals. Nationals reads them and they rank them as a one, two, or a three star. Well, out of those three stars, they actually pick 10 to be those models of excellence. And with that, they actually come in. They will interview the kids. The kids will actually have to go to national convention for them. Um, but they get to go to national convention and present basically all the things that we've done as a chapter okay. for the last year to our set of judges. And all 10 of those that were chosen get to do that. And then all 10 groups will actually go on stage at national convention and then they will announce who the winner oh, is wow. so the kids are getting exposed to you know really cool things that that they all did mm-hmm. and that's kind of the coolest part of this whole thing is 
this this program of activities that our officers set forth at the beginning of the year really during the summertime here's the things we want to accomplish this year that's what it basically is it's kind of a roadmap and then we as teachers we just write it up at the end sure to, to send in to the state so the kids are the ones that's done all this so that's the beauty of of this honor and especially the fact that those kids now actually get to go and present it to some judges and see if we win right you know absolutely and to, to get an idea of the scale of national uh convention it's not like we're going to be in a convention hall we're going to be in <laughs> lucas oil stadium where the colts play and sure. it's going to wow. be full so uh it's a testament to you know the work that the kids do and that greg does and our other teachers brandy Beatty, morgan herkman's and shane moore they're all phenomenal teachers and they all have their niche of ag that um that they're in love with and they help foster that in the kids Awesome. Well, I tell you what, we're going to take the bottom of the hour break, and then we'll come back and, and delve more into FFA. And first, we're going to define FFA for people who might live in the sand, put their head in the sand, not know what it is. But And then the sheer number of FFA clubs around the nation. Okay. I think that helps the, y'all being one of the ten make, means even more. Right. So, Tony, let's go to the bottom of the hour, and we'll come back. You're listening to the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News on AM 1450 WKEU. Also heard on 102.3 FM, today being carried on 88.9 FM, The Rock, Georgia Public Radio at its finest. Also streaming live on the website, WKEURadio.com. And you can take us with you wherever you go now, thanks to the free WKEU app available for all iOS devices. This morning's program will continue after this. Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray and Company Realty. Proud supporters of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus and proud to bring you this week's edition of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. As the UGA Griffin Campus grows with the great educational opportunities for our children, Round Oak Resources Tree Farm is growing our future with trees to support and assist our environment. Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray and Company Realtors are proud supporters of the UGA Griffin Campus and area youth activities in Griffin and Spalding County. Time to resume this morning's University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. For more of this morning's program, let's return to the host. He's the campus director and assistant provost, Dr. Lou Honeycutt. Thank you, Tony. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with a great show today talking about the Pike County STEM program on the Griffin Campus and then just the Pike County High School system in general. But I'm here with Beatrice Cunningham, who's in my office as a project manager and STEM coordinator. Uh, Greg Waits, teacher uh, and STEM, lead STEM instructor at Pike County High School, and James Stanford, the assistant principal of Pike County High School. That's a lot of titles and a lot of names, but everybody, <laughs> everybody knows y'all who we are now. But so, Greg, let's talk for a minute about, and, I, and if you've been living with your head in the sand, you might not know what FFA is, but there are probably people out there that don't. Tell us what FFA is, and then address the number of chapters so that people truly understand being one of ten chosen is pretty important. 
All right. Um, FFA was actually started back in 1928, and FFA used to, at that time, stood for Future Farmers of America. Because during that time, about half of the U.S. lived on farms, grew everybody's food. Well, in 1988, when we're under 5% of Americans growing food and you know, living on farms, um, they decided to change the name. So they changed the name to FFA, National FFA Organization. And the reason they did that is because most of those kids aren't going to be farmers, sure. especially when you're talking about 5%. But there's so much more to agriculture than just the old adage of cows, sows, and plows. Yep, absolutely. Um, you've got all the other parts, just like what we're doing here today with communications, marketing, sales, you know, research, all types of other things. So that's kind of where, where all that's at. Um, right now, there is 8,700 FFA chapters you across stop the United States. Lord, how many chapters are there? 8,700. 8, and y'all were chosen as one of the top as 10. As one of the top 10. That's incredible. 8,700. That's awesome. Yep. That's pretty pretty amazing. We were pretty floored um, when we got that email, and it w- it was just kind of very very humbling. Sure, you know, especially for us because we're not, for, for the most part, we're not out there tooting our own horn. Sure, you know, running around. Hey, look at us! Look at us! You know, we just try and do everything we can for the kids and give them as many opportunities as possible. But that to me makes it even better because you're not out there, you know, you weren't actively going after being one of the top ten. You no. were chosen one of the top you're ten chosen, because of yes. what you do. That to me makes it even more important. So James, I know you have like sixteen million dollar budget for <laughs> FFA. So let's talk about how you spend that giant budget. Uh, well, if you've ever <laughs> been to Pike County uh, and been by the courthouse, you saw all the red lights in Pike County because there's two <laughs> and they're both at the courthouse. <laughs> yes. But you know, we love Pike County. It's a rural uh, county. It's just uh, it's not developed, sure, uh, like Spalding or Fayette or um, you know counties that are near us. So our tax base just isn't what other counties' tax base are. We don't have a, a large retail segment. Uh, there are a lot of farms, and you may know farms don't pay quite the same um, uh, taxes as uh, residents do. Sure, but um, even though we we don't have a lot of per people spending, that's how a lot of systems look at it. We try to leverage everything we can. Um, the state department does a great job. Um, administering the Perkins Federal Grant, sure, um, which is in its fourth phase right now. So that gives us some funds called program improvement monies. Uh, we use those based on their guidelines, but we use those uh, to go above and beyond what we do as a local system. And then also they provide some grant money at the state level for educators like Greg and the other ag ed teachers to work a little bit longer each day because they okay. work about an extra hour a day with their student organization, FFA. And they also work over the summer. Uh, so where most teachers will, around the state will work about 190 days um, a year, Greg is working about 230. Okay. And then our middle we even have a middle school ag instructor now. Oh, wow. And Very that cool. instructor will work an extra 20 days. But those days are designed to be working on projects and work with their officer team and uh, finish up any projects that, you know, didn't quite get done during the year with the kids and maybe start some new ones that are going to take a little bit longer than just uh, the time we have with them at school. But we utilize every um, every grant we can and all the state and federal money but also our school board is just so supportive of ffa and uh, career tech as a whole and as i said when we had that east blast we were given the opportunity to inject some funds into a program and um, the state has some programs to not quite match what you're doing but they have a capital equipment grant so basically if you build a, a new program they allow you some grant money to put some equipment in it and so when we had that opportunity we did two things we built the stem lab um, which, if you were to come and visit our uh, program, it's like the biggest makerspace you can imagine. And makerspace is sort of a, a hip term in um, 
in education right now, but it's, it's a place where projects can be done. Okay. And so when we built this out, uh, we wanted it to be uh, as versatile as, as it could be. So uh, if you imagine a classroom, it, it looks somewhat like a classroom at some times, but then if we move all the tables out of the way, we've got drains in the floor and we've got sure. industrial strength doors, so we can bring in any piece of equipment, any type of livestock, anything we want to to work there. And so we uh, once we built that, and the state approved it, we were able to put some equipment in it. The other thing we did at the same time, uh, just so happened that we had an automotive program that we simply couldn't afford to keep up. If you can imagine how fast technology is moving oh, in, in cars, we couldn't keep up. I mean, um, the, our high school could not financially do what needed to be done. So we took that, um, that problem and tried to make it into a positive thing, and we converted – uh, what was really a pretty nice ag mechanic, I mean, uh, automotive shop for when the school was built in the 90s, and we converted it into an ag mechanic shop. Oh, okay. okay. So we have a really, really neat ag mechanics program where um, pretty much if the STEM kids build or uh, come up with an idea for something, the ag mechanics kids can fabricate it. Oh, wow. And so we're, we're trying to simulate industry. You know, so sure. an engineer's going to design something, but they're, they're going to prototype it. They're not going to put a welding torch on it. Somebody else is. So exactly. watching them communicate with each other, that's, that's fun, <laughs> too. Uh, because sometimes the STEM kids will come up with an idea, and one of the kids in ag mechanics will say, you know that's not going to work. <laughs> right, right. <Yep. laughs> and it's neat to, to, to see the ag mechanics student, you know, prove that the uh, young engineer student, uh, wrong with with sure. real life, and so that's where <laughs> prototyping uh, goes beyond just what you do in a normal classroom. But um, as a just getting back to the point, we um, we're fortunate to have support from the school board. But um, anybody who's interested in starting a STEM program, I would really really recommend that they do it through the lens of career tech and being okay. whatever um, your community uh, has the ability to do, finding your your foothold, so to speak. Um, we were fortunate enough to, I think, hit it, hit it right the first time with ag, but um, you can't go copy somebody. You've got to find out what you do well, and you've got to have community support. And we have great partners outside of uh, just the normal funding sources, too, in the community. Um, they have really you know, opened up their checkbooks and helped us build a um, livestock barn. So uh, one of our other avenues in um, ag is we have a livestock show team in the animal science side of things. And now we're even... Um, as I said, you're either growing or you're, or you're dying, and we, we, nothing stays the same. We're, we've grown so much now, we're trying to raise some funds now to build a machine shop for that ag mechanics. Oh, wow. Uh, just so we can continue to grow. Uh, we, we have some really amazing uh, students with great ideas, and we're trying to, as Greg said, just let them have every opportunity we can. Well, and the great thing about everything you said was great, but the, well, the cool part, I think, is y'all are really inc- including the communication component. Because I loved you talking about because they're going to face, if, if whether you're an engineer, designer, whatever, you're going to face that. Mm-hmm. The, the lack we have in the workforce now, workforce keeps telling us, I need people who can talk. I need people who can go to the engin- go to the architect, then go to the engineer, then go to the, the person, the construction manager, um, and communicate. So I think that's great that they're getting that early on. That's one of our <laughs> keys uh, for our system is we developed what we want our students to be able to do when they walk across the stage and shake uh, our principal's hand and get a piece of paper that, that says they know how to do something. One of them is, uh, <laughs> is communicate. That's one of our, our keys for our Portrait Over graduates is for them to be able to communicate successfully. That's awesome. I, I applaud you for doing that. I think that's great. Okay, Beatrice, let's switch focuses a little bit more back to the campus. Let's talk about we have some incredible faculty that are working with these kids, have in the past and are now. So let's talk a little bit about who those are. The first thing we all need to do, though, is send a shout-out to Pike County High School because I think <laughs> some of them might be listening. And that's great. We're so glad they are, and, and your guys are doing a great job. So uh, And the football team is off to an outstanding start. Oh, there ah. you go. See, there, there, that's, that's great. So anyway, shout-out to, to Pike County High School. We hope you're all listening and shouting back 
back at us now. But so Beatrice, let's talk about the the how the program works on the campus. Who's involved, and and we can just talk about this year, obviously, but we've sure. had others in the past. Yeah. So over the past three years, we've had several mentors work with the program from various disciplines. We've had the Center for Food Safety represented by Dr. Inez Ortega. Uh, this year, we won't be able to place students there because students have to be 18 years old to be able to work with those foodborne right. pathogens. Um, but over the past three years, we've also had Dr. Keeley, who you mentioned earlier with the Food Pick um, program. He's participated. We've also had people within uh, plant pathology, Dr. James Buck. But this year we have uh, Dr. Da- Dario Chavez in horticulture and Rachel Idle. Uh, she's also in horticulture. Um, students will be working hopefully in the spring with Dr. Koshik Adhikari and sensory science. So they'll get a chance to explore uh, the food science side of things, the sensory science, aroma science. Um, and students have also worked with Shyam Tallery. Mm-hmm. And that's another connection to the campus. The students actually had a chance to work with USDA. Uh, the United States Department of Ag and worked on some peanut collections. So that was really interesting. Um, and that's that's pretty much We have some great faculty mentors. Uh, the, they're volunteering their time to work with these students, and they have done just a phenomenal job. And we can't say that any more uh, great things about our mentors. I do want to mention that um, Margie Paz has also worked with the students. Sure. She's an instructor on the Griffin campus, and she instructs in the uh, microbiology department. But she works with the students during the summer. She volunteers her time, and she teaches them all about lab safety. And this year, she even came in during the fall semester and provided them with a hands-on course on all the important things that they need to know about being in a lab, whether it's tying your hair back or wearing long pants or wearing closed-toed shoes. Um, She taught them all about how to keep a detailed notebook, even talked about, you know, the, the way you properly cite a reference. Those are some very important key aspects of the scientific research process that students need to be aware of. So it's been great having her on the team as well. Absolutely. And I think the good point, uh, you said the volunteer standpoint, um, I don't, departments, I don't pay them anything to do this. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's re- and that's what's so great about the faculty. And, and every time I talk to them about the program, they're just thrilled about it. I mean, they don't, I've never had someone, and I don't, you may have, but I haven't, come to you and say, I don't want to do this again. I don't like those Pike County stems, too. <laughs> that, that, it's co- completely the opposite. And the great thing, when they're sitting in the presentations, which we do twice twice in, the, in December and April, I guess, or whenever that's they right. are. That's right. But um, they ask really good questions. And they're also, it's funny to watch them, and I try to do this. They, it's just like a master's candidate. They get nervous. The, the faculty member's nervous about for just a little bit, but then they start kind of <laughs> almost beaming, and then they get done, and they're really good about prompting. You know, because these kids have the answers, and that's what's so amazing to me they don't duh, 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 duh. they don't stutter they right. but they may need a little quick kickstart once they get it from the mentor boom they just hit it it's it's awesome to and watch. that's one of the things we try to teach them even during their practice presentation session look you are the expert on this research so just go out there and tell everybody all, all about what you've learned you're the expert so we're here to listen and learn from you and they talk the talk, they walk the walk. I mean, it's 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 just impressive to to watch parents come. I mean, it's just a it's a neat neat ad, adventure and event part of the deal. But okay, so we've been talking about how we get in the, how the process works, who works in it. But how does a student actually get to become an intern? What is, I know it's competitive, but what do they have to do to become an intern? Either one of either one of uh, well, James or Greg. 
Uh, first, they, d- they have to be a STEM student who okay. finishes our pathway. And uh, it may sound a little uh, crazy to somebody not familiar with education, but we started identifying these kids in fifth grade. Wow. And oh, that's so, awesome. Uh, they are all one year ahead in math. And um, they're, they're not all necessarily uh, gifted in the traditional sense of the word, but they're either gifted or very talented in math. Okay. And so um, that gets them, sort of, so to speak, in the door. And in eighth grade, they start taking high school classes okay. uh, for high school credit. And so on our end, we require them to be a STEM pathway completer, meaning they've done uh, all the coursework through their junior year. Okay. And at that point, um, some point early in their junior year, we take them on a field trip, everybody, to the UGA Griffin campus. And they sort of get an idea of, of where the campus is and what the campus uh, does. They meet a couple professors. And... Um, we then explain to them that there's the opportunity, although they all know now. Uh, we used to have to explain. <laughs> yes, they're, they're very aware of the UGA internship. Uh, but then it, it's opened up to an application process. And uh, through working with Beatrice and uh, some of the professors that were around the table when we first started talking about it, uh, they have to do it in a very professional manner. They do a, a letter of introduction and interest and then a professional resume. Wow. And uh, Beatrice uh, communicates with me and schedules appointment times to for them to be interviewed and uh you know, these are some of our best and brightest, and uh, not that they're cocky, but they're very confident on campus at sure. Pike County High School. It's uh, fun to see their reaction about five minutes before they're going to go meet three <laughs> professors. <laughs> so they uh, they look a little different than they do most days, and uh, it's good, you know, for somebody to you know sort of feel the heat as a student as opposed to the first time they're going to try to get a job in industry. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and from that point, you know, Beatrice and UGA takes over and, sure. uh, and makes those decisions. So I'll let her yeah, absolutely. take that on. So they're getting a real practical experience by mm-hmm. being going through the interviewing process. This is real-world experience that they're getting a chance to do. And it's not just decided by me. Let me take that off the table. <laughs> now, the, the students are interviewed by a panel of research scientists mm-hmm. and mentors, so they really get a feel for what actually goes on on the campus from those mentors, and they get to go get to go through a rigorous interviewing process to be selected. Mm-hmm. And so. it, it's definitely both sides. Uh, I think all the kids that have been chosen were, were excellent choices. Uh, we've had some go through that we didn't think we're going to get through. Sure. And then mm-hmm. they shined. Yep. They really surprised Greg and I both. And then we've had some students who we thought, oh, that kid's in. Absolutely. But right. didn't, but didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't make the cut. And, sure. you know, that's that's how the real world works and, and it's been great it's the program's successful so it sort of speaks for itself well i think it's great the the whole the whole application interview process because number one it teaches students and not everybody wins which mm-hmm. you know for a That's long time true. in this country we went through that everybody's got to win kind of mm-hmm. thing well life doesn't i wish wouldn't it be nice if life worked that way <laughs> yeah. but so i'm glad they go through that but you're right i have seen you know 40 year old people come in for interviews and just crater and you know they're a great person you're trying to help them along in the mm-hmm. interview that's a tough to walk into a room full and especially for a high school senior to walk into a, a room full of research professionals at the university of georgia and shine that's impressive mm-hmm. to me i mean again it goes back to the communication and just the leadership that y'all are showing them for the time that they're at pike county and now tell me the layout of pike county which i'm embarrassed to say i've not been yet and i, and I keep saying every time we do something <laughs> i'm going to come we're we're going to get there. Um, do we need, we need to take the next break? Uh, probably wouldn't hurt. Okay, I'll stop talking for a minute. Let's take the next break. We'll come back. I want to talk about the layout of the high school for just a second. <laughs> coming up next here, we've got announcements coming from the University of Georgia Griffin campus. You're listening to the University of Georgia campus news on WKU AM and FM in Griffin, Georgia. You've got me enthused. Frank and Carolyn Harris of Roundup Murray and Company Realty. Proud supporters of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus and proud to bring you this week's edition of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. 
As the UGA Griffin campus grows for the great educational opportunities for our children, Round Oak Resources Tree Farm is growing our future with trees to support and assist our environment. Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray and Company Realtors are proud supporters of the UGA Griffin campus and area youth activities in Griffin and Spalding County. The University of Georgia is proud to have released the following announcements. The UGA Research and Education Garden will host its annual Art in the Garden event next Sunday, September 9th from 1 to 4 p.m. Currently, nearly 40 artists are planning to show their talents, including in oils, watercolors, photography, woodworking, jewelry, glass, pottery, gourds, music, and a whole lot more. So mark your calendars for this great afternoon event. Speaking of the UGA Research and Education Garden, it's open during daylight hours. If you get the chance, go out and stroll the beautiful settings. Tables are set up for you to enjoy a leisurely lunch or just a break during your day. Activities are offered in the garden throughout the year, such as Scarecrows in the Garden, which is held in October, a visit from Santa during the holiday season, kite flying, Mother's Day activities, and a whole lot more. Visit the Facebook page at UGA Research and Education Garden Events. The garden is located at 129 West Ellis Road, just west of the UGA Griffin campus. The 2018 Agroforestry and Wildlife Field Day is set for September the 20th on the UGA Griffin campus. Registration for the event begins at 8 a.m. The program gets underway at 9. Participants will have the opportunity to choose from 28 sessions over the course of the day. Each session will run for 45 minutes and lunch will be served at 12.15. The event is sponsored by the University of Georgia College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences and Warnell School of Forest and Natural Resources, the Georgia Forestry Commission, the Georgia Department of Natural Resources Wildlife Resources Division, the USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service, and the Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College. Campus tours are scheduled throughout the year. Prospective students and their families are invited on campus to learn more about what the UGA Griffin campus has to offer. For a complete list of dates or to register, you can call 770-412-4400 or go online at griffin.uga.edu slash campusvisit. The Campus Store, which is located on the first floor of the Flint Building at 1109 Experiment Street, is freshly stocked with officially licensed University of Georgia apparel, souvenirs, and gifts. With football season starting up on Saturday afternoon, uh, it's a good time for you to get your Bulldog shirts, hats, flags, mugs, banners, and anything you can want associated with the University of Georgia. The regular Campus Store hours are Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. One other quick announcement. I know that you've been waiting for it all since, really, since January. But the football season begins for the University of Georgia. They take on Austin Peay's Governors and have got one of the greatest chants in all of college football history. Let's go, Pee. So enjoy University of Georgia football. Now let's return to this morning's University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. Here is our host, Dr. Lou Honeycutt. I'm not sure I can continue with the show. I'm really not sure what to do about that one, but we'll... <laughs> We'll just try to, to, to muddle through here, but um, back to talking about Pike County High School. The the I, as I've said, I've, I'm embarrassed that I haven't been to see the program yet in person. I've heard about it and of course dealt with the students. But tell me a little bit about the Pike County school system, how it's set up, your numbers, and just kind of. We were talking about that during the break. I mean, it's it's impressive to hear how many are in the STEM program. But just tell us about the makeup of the high or the school system. Sure, we are um, a single high school uh, system uh, okay. for the county in the traditional sense that there's one building. However, we do have Zebulon High School, oh, which okay. is um, for students who would want to do an online format. 
and that could be for any number of reasons. They may want to um, work as fast as they want to work. Uh, they may just choose not to, you know, be in the same social setting of a traditional high school, but um, students can apply to that, and it's, like I said, an online format. At the traditional high school, uh, we have about 1,050 kids. Okay. That fluctuates a little bit. Um, and of that, about 130 are in the STEM program. Part of that is because our freshman cohort is our biggest cohort to date, Greg. That's 60, 64. 64 that's kids. So, um, that, that's one of the reasons we had the opportunity to bring English into the fold because each cohort is going to take their STEM classes back to back to back, or in the freshman sense, back to back to back to back. So uh, if I need to, or if the teachers need to have time together, they, um, during that back to back to back section, instead of having three one hour classes, they can have one big three hour class. And oh, so okay. we can essentially make a block schedule any day we want sure, to. Sure, sure. And that STEM lab being the size that it is, is sort of the reason it was, it was built that way. But the STEM lab is down next to uh, what was already our ag area of the school. There's a traditional greenhouse, an aquaponics greenhouse, a livestock barn. We just cleared about nine acres. Um, that's going to be sort of a paddock for um, livestock. Okay. We have four steers right now on campus. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one of the fundraisers we do. The kids raise the steers and raffle them off, so that helps um, a little bit with the budget. Sure. But uh, the high school is um, – it's set up like what you remember high school being. You know, uh, the only difference is our career tech labs have just gotten a little bit bigger, uh, a little bit um, heavy labs in ag mechanics and in around uh, what Greg does with STEM. But then we also have career tech programs in healthcare and in business. Uh, we have a, a really booming dual enrollment program where students in career tech and, and students not in career tech also um, can spend part of their day on a college campus. Uh, sure. high school and college credit and it's really great for us because the students are earning credit uh, at a higher uh, level of academics sometimes but um, just sort of relieving us on a population strain you know the school's as big as it is so if we can have some students off campus it helps but also they're earning college credit and it's free it doesn't count against their hope uh, credit hours so that's really nice Uh, we've got a booming fine arts program as well uh, with band and drama and um, you know it's it's come a long way and and we're really proud of Pike County High School. As I said, I know you haven't been there, but we'd love to have you. Come Absolutely. Down, come down and see a class. And, <laughs> Let uh, me make sure I have in. this straight. Your FTE is basically 1050, and 450 or FFA, that's 43%. That yeah. speaks volumes. That's F- incredible. FFA has is, is grown um, exponentially, and it's to the credit of the teachers and what they provide those students. And uh, when we tell that story around the state, you know, every once in a while somebody realizes what you just realized, that mm-hmm. almost half our kids are involved with FFA. That, that's incredible. I mean, it really is. That's a great point to bring out. And, and I will commend all the administrators, including yourself, all the faculty, including you, Greg, and then all just your everybody that's on the Pike County team. I mean, that's it's it takes it truly takes a village, but it takes an entire team. And I don't know how many you got there, but I know it's not near enough. But <laughs> what y'all are doing is pretty incredible with what with the resources that you have. So yeah, everybody from the school board to the superintendent to our principal Kevin Huffstetler and. and um, Carrie Dawson, who is another assistant principal there, her child's an FFA. She's okay. a great supporter. Kevin was an FFA in high school, and uh, he loves to say the creed, so just ask him if he was an FFA, <laughs> and he'll, he'll tell you immediately. All the students listening need to go out and Absolutely. And, our, and the one thing that we have uh, changed a little bit in the last few years is as we were growing, um, instead of building a second high school, we opened up the ninth grade academy. And uh, Cheryl Watts is the principal there, and Lindsay Busby is the assistant, and Brandy Beatty is our ag teacher specifically for those freshman students. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, it is in part of what was 
a school that had been shut down and was used for storage. Uh, through the most recent East Blast, it was renovated, and uh, Brandy has just a, a great space there to teach ag, nice big room, with uh, sort of set up like a science lab. But uh, those students that are freshmen in the STEM program, they spend their day uh, half their day at the main building okay. with Greg and with those advanced academics teachers. And then uh, we take them on a bus. It's just a you know quarter of a mile to the ninth grade academy, and then they finish their day there. So that's one new twist we have. Oh, it's awesome. Okay, well, Greg, we got a few minutes left. Just kind of whatever you'd like to sum up about your program, and which is incredible, by the way. But well, that that's going to be a problem because I'm not <laughs> one to brag about what you know what all we have. I mean, we're just lucky. At, at, I mean, we're lucky in Pike County. We've got great kids, and we've got all these kids that want, have these dreams, and we also have teachers who are willing to. What do you want to do? What do you want to try? Hey, if we ain't if we don't do great at it the first year, we always got next year. Sure. And that's how, over time, everything's kind of come along. I mean, I know when I got there in 2008, for example, we just, I think we did almost every career development event, which is a contest, that we could do. And I, it was one that, hey, do you want to try this one? Sure. All right. Well, then let's see what we can do and try and figure it out. And over the time, we've, you know, gotten better and better at some. Some of them we realized, eh, you know, there's... <laughs> That's just one we don't really... Sure. Th- I mean, there's one one of our contests, in all honesty, I can tell the kids how to fill the card out before it even starts. Okay. They're not going to win, but they're not going to come in last place. Okay. So that's one. It's like, you know, eh, so we'll, we, we kind of leave that one alone. But, you know, we've had, you know, a few state winners in nursery landscape. We had a state winner a couple of years ago in farm business management. Um, two and they of the, finished uh, top five in the nation. Wow, and then we ended up going to nationals and, and were fifth in the nation. And Thomas Ware was the tenth high individual out of everybody in the oh nation. So that was, and according to our state coordinator for FFA, that was the highest that any Georgia school had ever been. His fifth in, wow. the, in that so in that particular contest. Sure. Um, you know, so we've had other kids that that we've you know won things with and, and do that, but biggest thing is is hey if you want to try it i'm here let's try it worst thing we can do is come in last place Mm -hmm. sure been there done that (laughs) you know won't be the first time won't be the last time so let's try and the thing i would add to that is as greg said we do have great kids but the parent support is amazing absolutely um you know, when 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 you have a meeting uh, about doing a livestock show team, and the parents come, and, and then they find out how much a, a hog costs, and they open up their checkbook <laughs> and buy one that can win. Uh, you know, it's some commitment, and it's it not just financial; it's time and work. And um, I'll, I'll say it again: Greg and the other ag teachers they instill a work ethic in the students, not just a, a problem being identified and a solution being formed, but there's work between those two things. And uh, the parents are a tremendous part of that. They, um, you know, they're doing something right at home for us to be able to do something right at school. Absolutely. Well, and the the work ethic part shows when they're with us because that's that's so. And I hate to say it's unusual. That's a bad word, but for young people to show the type of work ethic and and integrity that your kids show, so. Um, again, I, I applaud you all a lot, but I applaud you again. Beatrice, kind of take us out. First off, I would say good luck on the FFA Top Ten. You need to let report back and let us know. That's well, incredible. Thank you. Keep our fingers crossed. Beatrice, just kind of a last uh, thoughts on the program in general. Obviously, we're going to do it until I die. <laughs> or, and probably after that. So that's, that's incredible. But 
But what else you want to say about the program? Uh, I think it's been a, a wonderful partnership with Pike County High School and the Pike County School System. Um, and we love working with their students. These are some really high caliber students. And we're just really, uh, really glad that we've even made this partnership so that we can connect with you guys. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. This has just been a phenomenal experience. Um, I'm glad that the students are getting exposed to STEM. They're getting exposed to hands-on research with top-tier research scientists. And then in addition to that, they're getting exposed to the college life because um, in addition to the research, they also participate in various workshops too. So we're just trying to get them ready for the next phase of their lives. And we're, we're glad to be partnering with you all to do that. We thank y'all for that. Our Absolutely, we can't we can't speak highly Absolutely. enough of BHRC. She's the most professional, courteous, um, thoughtful person that we. I could agree, ever hope and to even after with. she puts up with me all day every day, <laughs> so she's, she's got she's she's good. It must be oh, that yes. Georgia Tech degree. Uh, oh, <laughs> somehow I knew that would somehow come uh, raise its ugly head again. But um, Tony, with that wonderful out there, let's end the show for the day. Join us next week, and we'll do this again.